I love Lucy and so do you But she did a new show and critics said boo Newspapers called her old and bad This made Miss Lucy oh so sad ABC said it's time to go Aaron Spelling had to eat some crow And our show is Life with Lucy Cause this, this was a thing This was a thing, oh yes this was a thing And Life with Lucy is a thing Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Rob. And you're listening to This Was a Thing, the podcast that dives deep into the cultural happenings of yesteryear. Ray, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm in a fantastic mood because today we are discussing one of my favorite television shows of all time. That television show would be Lucille Ball's 1986 ABC comedy, Life with Lucy. Okay. Now, this was a thing because this was the only time in the history of her groundbreaking career that the queen of comedy, Miss Lucille Ball Arnaz Morton, nay Schneider, was fired from a television show. And not because of her talent, oh no, but for her age and her gender. Yes, we forget that Lucy not only suffered from a very serious addiction to Vita Vita Vegemin, but was also one of the most prominent victims of age and gender discrimination when she came back to TV in 1986 after a 12-year hiatus with the TV show Life with Lucy, which lasted only eight episodes before it was actually canceled. You see, dear listener, the Nicole Kidman Lucy biopic, or biopic, depending on your pronunciation, is the third Lucy biopic biopic, and it covers what all the others have covered. It's the same old story. Lucy meets Desi. Desi cheats on Lucy. They have a TV show. Lucy gets body slammed by the grape lady, and Lucy and Desi divorce. What's more interesting to me is Lucy... After Desi, a Lucy who was now running one of the biggest television studios, a Lucy who struggled to keep her style of comedy relevant, while comedy now wanted Archie Bunker, Maude Finley, and Fred Sanford. They didn't want Lucy Ricardo anymore. And a Lucy who had no interest in changing her style of performance, no matter how much tastes had shifted. First, let me say, I love Lucy. I loved I Love Lucy. I loved her second series, The Lucy Show, Mrs. Carmichael. That was Gail Gordon. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, I know. (laughs) And I even loved her third series, Here's Lucy, which, folks, if you've never seen it before, it's on Amazon Prime. I would encourage you, smoke a bowl and watch Here's Lucy. It might even make more sense if you're high. I wish it was called, Here, are you happy? Here's Lucy. <laughs> it's an aggressive version. And in this this third series, which was her last series, Lucy just reads off of cute cards the entire time. And every episode, she keeps bumping into a random celebrity. Please watch the episode where she and dance legend Ginger Rogers do the Charleston in Lucy's living room because Ginger Rogers just happened to show up 
in Lucy's living room. It's like it's like in Goonies when uh, he says that Michael Jackson used his bathroom. Lucy can be like, Ginger Rogers <laughs> used my toilet. It's how you've seen the episode. Uh, so Lucy was seen on TV for almost 20 consecutive years, which is such an impressive record. What I love about Lucy, though, more than anything, is when she became what I like to affectionately call Old Lucy. This is where Lucy's voice dropped 40 octaves because of all of her smoking. It's not Ricky. It's Ricky. Oh, where's Viv? Where's my lighter? Where's my lighter? I've cut back to 12 packs a day. Oh, turn on the TV. That John Ritter, he's funny. My hair's so red because of all the Marlboro Reds I've ingested. And in addition to her just smoking and having a good time, Lucy, at the later stages of her life, literally gave no fucks. Zero fucks. Here is Lucy with Barbara Walters on national television talking about her ex-husband, Desi Arnaz, and clearly giving no fucks. I married a loser before. He, he, he could win, win, high, high, high stakes. He could work very hard. He was brilliant. But he had to lose. I married a loser. And folks, if you see this Lucy clip, she's got on like, I mean, the hair has gone from red to orange. She looks fantastic. Her, her new husband, Gary Morden, we're going to talk about him in a second. She looks like the mother in Bewitched. She does look like the mother in Bewitched. She does look like the mother in Bewitched. And the, the Gary Morden over here looks like a used car salesman. <laughs> Her new husband, who, by the way, they were like, what's it like, you know, being married to Lucille Ball? And he goes, well, he goes, I'm a stand-up comic, so I really wasn't uh, watching TV that much, so I didn't even know who Lucy was. And I'm like, bullshit, okay, Gary okay, Morton. Okay, Yoko Ono. Yeah, bullshit, Yoko. I didn't know who he was. You knew exactly who she was. Okay, now we're going to play a little game, Mr. Hebel. Tell me if you're ready for this. I'm ready for this. All right, so after Here's Lucy went off the air in 1974, and before Life with Lucy debuted in uh, 1986, Lucy made various TV specials and TV movies, all available on Amazon Prime, by the way, folks. If not, you a, wanna... not an ad. No, uh, no, not they are not sponsoring us. So, Ray, I'm going to name the title of one of these TV movies or specials that she did. Okay. And I want you to tell me the plot of the show oh, okay. based on the title. Perfect. Here's number one. Lucy... Gets lucky. Lucy goes to Atlantic City, New Jersey, because she was living on the uh, East Coast still at the time. And she just decides she wants to just go see what the Atlantic City nightlife is like. And she decides, you know, just to gamble because she's there. She puts 50 on red and she hits. And then she just keeps going and going. And then they offer a free suite. And it actually is a tie-in for the newest hotel in Atlantic City. Am I close? Kind of. She is obsessed with Dean Martin. Okay. And goes to Vegas oh. to see a Dean Martin show. When, what year was this? 1975. And she also gets a job working at the MGM Grand. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's what happens. Okay. She's a tiger tamer. She's a, she's a tiger tamer at the MGM Grand. All right. Ready? Here's the next one. Let's go. Lucy calls the president. Ooh. Okay. So... I think this is probably around the time of Watergate. Lucy broke into Watergate <laughs> headquarters and hijinks ensued. I think, I mean, it had to have been. I, I, look, let's be honest. It's probably Lucy and Rich Little's playing Nixon. Keep going, keep going. And and Lucy's like, ah, Mr. President, I think I have the information you need. Well, Lucy, you are a fine individual for America. 
I I imagined that she's Nixon's new secretary. Okay. And she's in charge of like the tape recording system and screws it up. <laughs> and he's like, and he goes, I have proof that I I talked about this for 18 minutes that I had no knowledge of this. And this is what's going to vindicate me. Uh, Mrs. Ball, where is that 18 minutes? 18 minutes? Yes, the 18 minutes on the tape that I told you to copy. Copy? Well... I accidentally put my lunch on the pedal. What? What? Richie. <laughs> okay. Well, that's actually, I think, more interesting than what they did come up with. Lucy calls the president. Which president? It's Jimmy Carter. Oh. Jimmy Carter comes to visit. And in this TV movie, she still, <laughs> she still lives next door to Viv. And her father-in-law is Gail Gordon. She's not, they could literally be husband and wife. But yeah. Because who, who plays her husband? Ed McMahon. And the joke is they all want to come and meet the president. Mary Jane Croft, who played her neighbor Mary Jane, she shows up in it. <laughs> Mary Wicks shows up in it. And it's all about who gets to meet the president. And of course, I don't want to spoil it. Jimmy Carter never shows up. But they do get a phone call from Jimmy Carter's mother. So, world of television. Go back with me to the 1980s. So, in the 1984-1985 television season, NBC had this huge hit with The Cosby Show. Now, The Cosby Show, if you have to remember, reignited Bill Cosby's career. He had had some television shows, and then he sort of, like, did stand-up, and he wandered around and stuff. But the television show, The Cosby Show, was like an overnight sensation for him, right? And NBC also had The Golden Girls, which celebrated actors over the age of 50. So you add cheers to that mix, and it looked like NBC was practically unbeatable. So now you have to remember at this time, there were only three channels on television, NBC, CBS, and ABC, and ABC was consistently the loser. They could never find any good programming for themselves. So ABC is looking for a Saturday night television show, a killer, to go head-to-head with The Facts of Life and 227 on NBC. And uh, CBS had a TV show called Downtown, which was pretty popular at the time. When you're alone. No it's, it's actually literally the Petula Clark song just oh. enacted every week. Well, duh. Yeah. So was there a way to combine the reigniting of a celebrity's career and somebody who was over the age of 50? So could they take the Cosby show and marry it to the Golden Girls? And the answer is, yeah, Lucille Ball. So Aaron Spelling who was a big producer. He's not just the father of Tory Spelling, folks. Among other things. Among other things. He's Aaron Spelling, one of the hottest producers in television. At the time, his credits included Dynasty, Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, Exciting and New, Come Aboard, We're Expecting You. Who sings that song? Perry Como. Jack Jones, Perry Como. Now, Aaron Spelling wants to get Lucy out of retirement, and he's been trying to get her for, like, all of the late 70s. But in 1977, she said something really interesting, and it's going to play a part in everything that we're talking about. So uh, this is Lucy again with Barbara Walters. When Barbara says to her, you know, why don't you, you know, continue? Why don't you come back to TV? Why'd you leave? And here's what Lucy says. uh, I kind of always prided myself on knowing when to get off and I felt that really I had stayed out about four or five years longer than I planned which happened because of the children's uh, coming on our show and kind of wanting them to get their wings and fly off on their own which they did and as soon as they did that then I really quit but I'd been planning it for five years I always knew when to get off and I pride myself on that 
All right. So, and that's actually. And this is 77? This is 77. And that's actually, I think, very respectable for a performer to say, listen, I, I totally realize that I have a shelf life and it was time for me to go. I think that she intellectually understood that. I don't know if emotionally she understood that. She's a performer and she's a brilliant performer. And her age, just because she turned a certain age doesn't mean that, you know, you don't stop performing anymore. No, sure. And she does a few specials here and there, but it was Stone Pillow which changed the game for her. Now, Stone Pillow is the 1985 TV movie. Stone Pillow is not a comic movie whatsoever. It's about a homeless woman. Oh, wow. And she's living on the streets of New York, and she's she doesn't look like Lucy. And Lucy was a really great dramatic actress, and I think people sort of forget that. And this movie, Stone Pillow... It doesn't get the best reviews, but she gets really great reviews. And everyone's like, my God, Lucy, 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 Lucy. Plus all the reruns of I Love Lucy. People are like, Lucy, 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 Lucy. It was on like six times a day. Yeah, so it's it was clear that based on Stone Pillow, audiences said they still love Lucy. And she's like, you know what, Aaron Spelling? Let's do it. <laughs> So he's like, yes, amazing. Let's let us let's go for it. There's a couple of conditions. One, Gary Morton has to be the warm-up man. Of course. And be the executive producer. But she's like, okay. She goes, Gary will be there with me. Aaron Spelling really seems to like me. She goes, but I have a few rules I'd like to lay down. So here's Lucy's rules. She gets $100,000 per episode. And that's huge at the time. Gary gets $150,000 per episode as the producer of the show. Wow. They have complete creative control of the show. There's not going to be a pilot. It has to go direct to series. The network can't give us any notes. Wow. And there can't be any test audiences. You you take us or you leave us. Now, she's Lucille fucking ball. So, like, you go, okay, great. And what does ABC say? Okay. Absolutely. We're so happy to have her. Now... ABC is like, we're going to offer you, Lucy, a head writer. And the head writer we're going to offer you, your showrunner, is going to be Larry Gelbart. Oh, wow. And for those of you who don't know who Larry Gelbart is, he was a huge, he was he was the TV comedy writer's writer. He did MASH. He wrote the screenplay to Tootsie. And they're like, you're going to get Larry Gelbart. And Lucy says, no, thank you. She's going to take Bob Carroll Jr. and Madeline Davis, or Madeline Pugh, who have been writing for her since radio. So the people that have been writing all of Lucy's television shows and all of Lucy's stuff since like the 1940s are going to come back wow. and write a new sitcom. Now remember, the sitcom is in the world of Golden Girls. Cheers. <laughs> We've left all in the family. We've left um, uh, a Maud. Uh, this is the new world that they're coming into. Now here's the issue with them. It cannot be denied that the scripts for I Love Lucy are absolutely brilliant. I mean there's st- I mean you can still watch them years later and it's still it's still absolute- funny. It's still funny. So obviously she's bringing Bob and Madeline on because she's like that's who I feel comfortable with. Here's the other thing I want to mention about Lucy really quickly if I can. And this is this is why I would love to see a movie about Lucy's life after Desi. Lucy and Desi ran one of the most successful television studios in Hollywood which was Desi Lou Productions. She was an executive That's who she was. And when she did Here's Lucy and The Lucy Show, she was her own executive producer. And they said one of the reasons that a lot of the quality of the shows sort of suffered as time went on was she didn't have Desi around to be like, I'll take care of the business stuff. You go take care Uh. of the acting. 
So now she had to do both. And they said she was pretty tough, but she could tell, like, that light is not focused where it should be. And that camera should be moved three inches left. But that means she's not focusing on yeah, exactly. what she needs to focus on. And you can kind of see that because in, like, later episodes of Here's Lucy, it's so clear she's reading off a of cue cards. Like, she just hasn't memorized her lines. Understandable. She's kind of a busy person. So she says, "I'm gonna, as long as I'm creating a world around me of people that I know, I'm going to feel really comfortable. She also brings back a guy named Cam McCullough. Cam McCullough has been her sound man from I Love Lucy forward. Cam is going to operate the boom. Cam is 77 years old. <laughs> and Cam is going deaf. So the sound guy is almost 80 years old and is going deaf. And he's the boom up. And he's the boom up. She also worked with a guy named Gail Gordon. Gail Gordon was this really fantastic actor. He played her brother-in-law. He, play, he always played her boss on shows. He was her boss on Here's Lucy. He was her boss on The Lucy Show. Um, if you're fans of I Love Lucy, Gail Gordon played Ricky's manager at the nightclub. But he was also the first choice for Fred Mertz. And he, and he couldn't get out of a previous contract. So she loved working with Gail Gordon. Now, Gail Gordon, here's what I love about Gail Gordon. He, I think, has an inkling of what's going to happen, which is, is this show really going to work? So he says, yeah, I'll do it. But you, you have to pay me up front for 22 episodes. Uh, you need to pay me up front for 22 episodes, which they did. So here's the plot. Lucy's going to play a woman named Lucy Barker. Okay. Lucy Barker's a grandmother, and uh, she moves back in with her daughter and her son-in-law, much to the chagrin of Curtis, who's going to be played by Gail Gordon. That's her in-law and her dead husband's business partner, and they owned a hardware store together. All right? You're going to add in two precocious grandkids. There's a dim-witted worker who works at the hardware store, and we have... A comedy. We also have one of the catchiest theme songs from the 1980s, which, as the kids say, is a bop, sung by Edie Gourmet. Here's the Life with Lucy theme song. I mean, this fits right in with an 80s sitcom theme song, huh? It does. <laughs> okay, and it's kind of it's kind of fun, right? And every day is better than before. Hey friends, hope you're enjoying the show. If you are, could you do us a favor? After you listen to today's episode, open up your podcast app and leave us a review, please. The more reviews we get, the more people will discover us, and the more people that discover us, the less lost we'll feel. You're good, buddy. It's okay. Uh, look, nothing has ever been easier to do. Just go ahead and grab a pen real quick. It's okay. We'll wait. Don't worry. Okay. Head on over to your podcast app. Click those three dots in the lower right-hand corner. Click Go to Show. Scroll down till you see ratings and reviews. Then leave us some stars and a comment or two so our parents know that it was worth all the tuition that they spent. And if you really love us, head on over to Patreon.com and send us some money. And in return, you will get access to merch, special episodes, bonus content, 
pictures of me shirtless. Okay, okay. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search This Was a Thing and help us out. But you know what? You've already helped us out today by listening to us, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. So ABC does a huge promotional rollout, and NBC is getting worried because the queen of comedy is back, and Brandon Tartikoff, who was running NBC at the time, said, you know, uh, the question is, is it going to have any appeal to a younger audience? You know, there's also the question of the grind of turning them out week after week. I've heard there's been a stamina problem. Not true. Not true. He just wants to automatically. Yeah, Brandon Tartikoff did all that kind of stuff. Don't you shit on Lucille Ball. So on Saturday, September 27th, 1986, at 8 o'clock p.m., going against a new hour-long episode of The Facts of Life on NBC. A lot of facts. That's a lot of facts. And Life with Lucy premieres. Here's our little promo. Oh, I'm a grandma heaven. We've loved Lucy for over 30 years. Now get ready. The queen of comedy is back. Well, let me even that up for you. Lucille Ball and Gail Gordon are together again. What did your dad say on the phone? About what? About mom moving in. (laughs) The all-new Life with Lucy, Saturday, September 20th. She's something else. Too bad we don't know what it is. Horrible joke. So here's the pilot of Life with Lucy. Now, you got to remember, everyone is tuning in to watch this. This is such a a Lucy's back. Lucy's back. So here's, I'm going to tell you what the pilot is, all right? The pilot is called One Good Grandparent Deserves Another, right? And the pilot starts and we we meet the husband and wife and we meet the grandkids and they're all excited because grandma's coming, right? Um, And Lucy has not entered yet, right? They're building up her entrance. And she comes in, and you can feel this tidal wave of love just going off the rafters, and they just applaud Lucy. And you can tell that they have had to cut down the applause. So it's a star entrance, right? You're automatically in in great in great hands. They give her a couple of like bits to do with like funny faces and you know, misplacing things, and the audience is laughing hysterically. It also is pretty good because they're showing off some of her verbal comedy skills. And you're like, oh, that's where the show's going to lean. Because she's kind of older, she can't really do so much. And she's a brilliant, she's such a brilliant comic actress, not just physically. Her looks, her reactions, the way she can time a line. Everything. And the audience is loving it. She she does a whole bit where she's sniffing for hitting, like, tuna that's been hidden in the house. And it's hysterical. Um, She does, she they have her wear a Walkman. And she comes in dancing, and you're like, fucking, she's still dancing. Like, great. Then Gail Gordon enters, and the audience goes even crazier, even crazier. And what you start to appreciate about these two is that the lines of dialogue are really not that funny, but they just know how to get a laugh. They're pros. Yep, they're just knocking every line out of the park. And then there's a problem. We go to the hardware store, and now Lucy gets on top of a rolling ladder to get some stuff. Here's the producer, Aaron Spelling, discussing how the audience reacted watching Lucy go up a ladder. Opening night, big audience. She did it. There was a gasp. And then we realized something. They were afraid she was going to fall at this age. That's not funny. I had begged. I wanted to play a grandmother helping her kids raise babies. She would have been hysterical in that. But... uh, 
That's what she wanted to do, but it's my fault for doing it. I had a choice. She said, I'll do whatever you want me to do, but this is my thought. And uh, I, I'm sorry, but she was just great. And I'm sorry the show failed. That's why I don't do comedy anymore. If you're going to fail with Lucille Ball, you should not do comedy. I understand. <laughs> First of all, I think it's incredibly ageist. I watched it, and I never once thought to myself, oh, my God, she's going to fall. I think maybe being in a live audience, though, too. Like, true. Watching, I feel like that's part of the thing of, like, watching something live is like, ooh, what could happen? But then when it's, like, a TV, uh, the biggest TV icon of all time, <laughs> in her prime, Pastor Prime, going up a ladder, it's like these audience members are probably like, are we going to watch <laughs> Is this going to be soon a snuff film? Are we, are we all witnesses? <laughs> yeah, like, is, did we, we signed an NDA, but are we going to have to sign more paperwork? Oh, my God. Okay, so it entered the Nielsen Top 25 for that week. It was number 23 all around out of all the programs that were playing oh, wow. that week, which is pretty good. And then the reviews come out. And there's really not that many positive reviews. But here's the thing. I'm going to read some of the reviews to you. And just tell me what you think. Washington Post. Behind huge, thick glasses and a blur of pink lipstick and under a head of hair that's now a mutant orange, <laughs> there's still a Lucy there somewhere. The title, Life with Lucy, proved a gross and rather morbid misnomer for the deathly situation comedy that premiered Saturday night. ABC had declined to make the program, which marks Lucille Ball's return to episodic television, available to the press for preview. That it was eventually made available to viewers was the real mistake. <laughs> Reruns of Life with Lucy may have a future as a torture device for use on captured KGB agents and drug smugglers. The Los Angeles Times. You can't go home again, Lucy. So you wonder why Lucille Ball in her mid-70s would agree to do a series for ABC, she couldn't need money or fame, that would have her competing with Lucille Ball of the 1950s. It's a match that she is bound to lose. The appealing thing about Life with Lucy is that it depicts an older woman as eager, energetic, and sexual. The positive count stops there, however. Memo to Lucy. It just doesn't work anymore. The Washington Post, an embarrassment. The Associated Press, embarrassingly silly, sad. How could she do this to herself? <laughs> Lucy is a parody of herself. The Chicago Tribune. How bad is life with Lucy? So awful that the producer should be hauled in front of the world court. That bad. The Dallas Morning News. Dead meat. The Richmond Times Dispatch. Dumb. Did people like it? Mixed. <laughs> Here's Lucy on the Joan Rivers show talking about her reaction to these reviews. I was so amazed. I can take critique, you know, about the show, and, and I've done that for years. But uh, but to be critiqued for coming back at all. But don't you think that threw me? I cried. My God, I cried. Oh my God! So first of all, why do you gotta you gotta attack her purse? What she looks like? You gotta attack. Uh, she doesn't belong on TV anymore. I'm sorry. The TV Life with Lucy is not the best thing you'll ever see. It is also not the worst thing you'll ever see. As the weeks go on, the episode just I mean the TV show, I mean it just loses more and more audiences. Facts of Life and 227 are dominating it. And here are some of the other episodes that come out. Uh, this the second episode's actually kind of funny. It's called Lucy Makes a Hit with John Ritter because <laughs> they were good friends. So he comes on, he plays an actor in a the it's, he's playing himself. She goes and is in a play with him and 
complications ensue. Uh, Lucy among the two by fours where she dances. She gets to dance for the first time. Um, there's a very funny thing called Lucy gets her wires crossed where she, she can't operate a recliner. And so she goes flying up and down on the recliner. Recliner. You know, they try to get different guest stars in there. Uh, Peter Graves plays a boyfriend <laughs> of hers um, in one episode. Audrey Meadows from The Honeymooners. They bring her on, and she's going to play Lucy's sister. And Audrey Meadows is on the eighth episode that she and Lucy are filming together. And while they're filming the episode, they go up to Audrey Meadows, and they're like, we want to make you a recurring, you know, we want you to be on the show for next season. Are you interested? And she was like, Oh, no, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> she might have known because while they were filming the eighth episode, ABC is on the phone with Gary Mo- with Aaron Spelling. And they're like, we're canceling the show. And we'll pay her out, but we're canceling. And the remaining five episodes that we have, we're not going to air those. So on November 15th, 1986, after only eight weeks on the air... The most anticipated show of the 1986-87 season airs its last episode, and Lucy goes into retirement. It's the first and only time that Lucy Ball, I think, has ever been fired, or canceled, I should say. Lucy really only comes back in public again once at the 1989 Oscars, where she gets a huge standing ovation, and then after that, she dies a month later. So because there were only eight episodes of this show, it couldn't go into syndication. It could never it could never be rerun. So hopefully you caught it when it was first on. Otherwise, you're not catching it again. And any time the TV show, the, the name would come up, it was always on bad television show lists. TV Guide named it the 26th worst series of all time. And it was number 21 in What Were They Thinking? The 100 Dumbest Events in Television History. And then, like I said, in 2019, CBS, which owned all of Lucy's material, decided they were going to release the show plus the five missing episodes in October of 2019. So Life with Lucy, it was a thing. It was a thing that everybody was ready to watch, and it just didn't meet people's expectations, whatever they possibly were. So when we come back, we're going to discuss our thoughts on Life with Lucy. Was Life with Lucy a mistake, or was it actually ahead of its time? And whose fault is it that this show got canceled when we come back? This was a thing, this was a thing. And now, this is a sketch. And how are you feeling today, Miss Ball? Oh, not very well, nurse. I've never been canceled before, and it's made me feel lower than Billy Barty at Wilt Chamberlain's pool party. Well, you've got a ton of gifts from some of Hollywood's greatest B-list actors and actresses. Oh, that'll cheer me up. Hand me one, nurse. Here you go, Miss Ball. Oh, a food processor from the Love Boat's very own Gavin McCloud. He's buoyant. <laughs> Oh, nurse, look, an advent calendar from Too Close for Comfort's very own Nancy Dassault. She's gritty. (laughs) Well, oh, look at this, nurse, a card. Hand me my comically big reading glasses. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the money, and you run. That's the facts of life. Oh, it's from Lisa Welchel. She's dyspeptic. (laughs) Oh, oh, nurse, look. 
a three-leg Doberman pincher from under five-day player Fritz Feld. He's swarthy. <laughs> oh, nurse, look under there. It's a muffy French language translator sent to me by queer maybe icon Jim J. Bullock. He's virile. <laughs> Nurse, what's that one? Oh, it's a pair of shot glasses from the Dunes Casino in Las Vegas. And the card says, uh, to my very own queen of comedy, much like my kidney stone, this too shall pass. Love, Gary Morton. Never heard of him. (laughs) Thank you. This was a sketch. So, overall, my friend, I would love for us to re-examine life with Lucy. I have come to praise Lucy not to bury her. My feeling is Lucy was always great when she was surrounded by great producers and great actors. Bill Frawley, uh, Vivian Vance, right? Desi Arnaz producing. When she split with Desi, like I said, she had to be both the boss and the star. Before he did all the business stuff, Gary Morton was not equipped to do any of that. Everyone around her was pretty much a sycophant. You know, she's, you're doing great. You're doing, no one who wanted to tell her this isn't working or can we try something else? I have a feeling that if they did, she probably would have been responsive to it. But there's that world of celebrity where she's a legend. What am I going to tell her she doesn't already exactly. know? Exactly. Now, in some ways, life with Lucy was ahead of the curve. And, People might look at me and go, what the hell are you talking about? How is this show? What the hell are you talking about? How is this show? Here's what I think the show is ahead of the curve. Right after Life with Lucy was literally laughed off the screen for its physical comedy, ABC then ramped up uh, its mid-season replacement show, Perfect Strangers, which was filled with physical comedy. Then comes Family Matters, and then Home Improvement, and then America's Funniest Home Videos. So it's almost like Lucy's like, hey, let's do physical comedy. And everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And she goes, okay, I'm leaving. And then all of a sudden, we got all of this physical comedy coming out. Maybe it was also ageist in some way. Maybe it was like, it's funny when young people fall, but not when old people fall. Maybe it has something to do with gender. Yeah. Like, what is the difference between like 100 years old Charles Chuck Bronson doing stuff and Lucille Ball doing stuff? Besides, I don't think Lucy ever grabbed a gun and like you know, flipped over a car. I guarantee you Lucy did do that. We just never heard about it. But the difference is I just feel like Lucy's just an idol. You know, you don't want anything to happen to Lucy. Lucy is one of those people like that you just... Protect her. You, you Exactly. Lucy is like a one of those people that's of ever been on TV, like probably the most likable person ever. So I think it, maybe if it was someone... I don't want to say necessarily gender because maybe another if another older woman were to do that kind of stuff, but it's Lucy. Like Lucy still to this day is probably the number one com- comedy icon ever. Absolutely. Until. And so I just feel like I just feel like it, it, I think it's Lucy because I feel like maybe they could have put another older woman in and got do the latter bit. But the fact that it's Lucy And then at that point, too, the reruns were just over and over and over. So people were getting so much joy out of Lucy in the present and getting reminded of the past. It it just it just seems like it it was just Lucy, like she was the TV icons. There will never be another Lucy. No, 
No, there won't. Male or female. No. You know, and I just, that's why, like, I don't want to say it's a gender thing. I just think that it's, it's Lucy. You have to ask yourself, like, what would the response be today? And I don't even know how big of a difference it would be because, I mean, look at all the older stars that are working today that are still physical. Harrison Ford, Liam Neeson's oh, getting up there. Yeah. Clint Eastwood, you know, all of these guys are older and doing all these stunts. And age is sort of in now. If you said 40 was the new 30 in 1986, even, they'd be like, uh, this guy needs to get his math skills figured out. Exactly. Mind you, you're asking, saying this in 1986 to someone in the Bronx, but... <laughs> Still there nonetheless. Yeah. So the question is, you know, why... Why could this be a thing again? You know, first of all, she was a comic master. Oh, yeah. Like you just said. But the one thing I think that was really important and that a lot of people maybe just did not grasp at this time was it proved that it's never too late to stop working. And it makes me so sad that her incredible career that inspired so many people, and like you said, there will never be another Lucille Ball again, that her career ended in such a cruel... Uh, I mean, it's so sad. And like she said, listen, you can say how bad the show is. I can take that. But how dare you want to work? How dare you come back? You know? And I kind of have a feeling if this was today, this would not have been an issue at all. Could you imagine a critic nowadays telling, like, mentioning, like, how this person was too old to come back and what were they thinking? That critic would never would oh lose my their God. job. Any one of those reviews that talked about her, you know, Lucy, go home, your orange hair, you know, and I, you kind of, I, I know somebody who was very close to her at, towards the end of her life and said she just never recovered from this. Just never recovered so from that. So the reason that we're, we're, we we want you to take a look at life with Lucy and, and understand why it was a thing and maybe give it a second glance is the movie's coming out somewhat soon with Nicole Kidman, right? And Aaron Sorkin doing all of it. When it comes out and you're going to, and it focuses on her life with Desi and everything that led up to it. Think about her life after Desi, where she was the owner of a studio and she was a businesswoman, and she was a producer, and she was still an actress, and she was still a legend. So, Life with Lucy, great TV show from 1986. We're using the word great in quotation marks, but I think it was actually ahead of its time in a lot of ways. So, once again, folks, you can watch Life with Lucy. It's available on DVD. Let's go redeem this show. It was a thing. Congrats, Lucy. You want to play a game? Hell yeah. This was a thing, and now it's a quiz. This is a this was a quiz. With Mark Schroeder. My, how far the stars fall, huh? Mark Schroeder, how are you? I'm good. How are you both doing? Good, thank you. Good, we're ready for some falling stars. Okay, well, this was Lucille Ball's final on-screen role, as you pointed out. Thank you, really appreciate the due diligence that you did on this episode, which is oh, great. Oh, thank you, Mark. She did play a, uh, a adorable widowed grandmother in Life with Lucy. Now, I married a loser. You just want to do the pilot? <laughs> I get all of Gail Gordon's lines. <laughs> Isn't she something? Yeah, but I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm the happiest grandmother. And so... Speaking of grandmothers, <laughs> she joins a long line of illustrious television grandmothers okay. out there. So we're going to play a game called, Who's That Grandma? <laughs> Great. Who's that grandma? Who's, Who's that, that grandma? grandma? I'm going to name the grandchildren. Okay. And oh, you are wow. going to name 
who the TV grandma is. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is fun. So the names of the grandchildren are going to come and you're going to name me the name of this granny. Jethro and Ellie Mae. Granny from the Beverly Hills. Granny Clampett. That's true. Darlene, Becky, and DJ. It's Roseanne. Yeah. Gra- oh, it's Estelle Parsons. Helicost. No, she looks like Helen Cost. No. Um, it's Estelle Parsons. And there are two. There are two. And there's Shelly Winters. Yeah. Yeah. So I will accept either answer. And we need to give you their name. What they're known by. Yes. What they are called. Uh, Harriet? No. It's Estelle Parsons, Shelly Winters. Shelly Winters is Nana Mary. Okay. I want to say Estelle. It's not. Oh, God damn it. I can- short. Very short name. Bev. Beverly. Bev. Beverly. Nice. Beverly. There you go. Good pull. We can keep the power on now. Thank you. <laughs> George, Michael, and May. Uh, that would be it's, it's uh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. It's Jessica Walter. It's my favorite fucking show of all time. Why am I blanking? This is a great game. Just It's Jessica Walter, and she plays... Lucille. 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 Nice. AJ and Meadow. Um, Sopranos. Lydia Soprano. Livia? Livia. Livia Soprano. Livia Polio, Livia Soprano. Absolutely. Great pull. Sonia, Buzz, and Bubba. This is Mama's family. This is Thelma Harper. Oh, my God. And her maiden name was Crowley. All right. That's all correct. I can't verify the maiden name, but you're a sick man, and I don't doubt you one bit. And her husband's name was Carl. (laughs) There's two options for this last one, too. Both are pretty, pretty tough. We'll see. Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. There are two again. I feel like Glenn Close voiced Homer's mom. I actually forget who did the voice. She's come on a couple times. I, I don't remember. I thought it was Glenn Close. And I'm assuming Julie Kavner would just do the mother. I think so. But what were their names? I, I, Harriet Henrietta. Mona Simpson is Homer's mother. And Jacqueline Bouvier. Oh, yes. And those are six other classic TV grandmas. But you guys are good. Good job. I have a movie grandma and see if you can. Yeah. Grandma Josephine. Is that Superstar? No. It's Charlie, one of Charlie Bucket's grandmas Ooh, from Willy Wonka. Oh, that's, that's good. a good one. That's a really good one. That's a good one. What's the grandma in, uh, what if I said Rusty and Audrey? Uh, oh, vacation. That's, that's Vacation, and it's Grandma. Or no, you know what? It's not Grandma. That's the trick. It's uh, it's not. Oh, wait. Imogene Coca and Edna. Yeah. I was thinking Christmas Vacation. Doris Roberts and. Uh, Doris Roberts, E.G. Marshall, John Randolph. And, oh, God, I, uh, Diane Ladd? Diane Lane? Uh, Diane Ladd. Oh, I nice. got it right. Okay, great. Good. Pull. Man, you're good. Who did John Randolph play on television before getting recast? Oh, he... Uh, two, I'm going to give you two. Oh. One, uh, he he was the original George Costanza's yep. father in Seinfeld. Both fathers got recast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was also Roseanne's dad. Oh, really? In Roseanne, but he they, they, they killed the character off. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, they refilmed the scenes that he did for Seinfeld with uh, Jerry Stiller, like, just for right. syndication yeah. purposes. And they did the same thing with Jerry's dad, too, right? He got the, the different dad in the pilot, right? Yes. It is a different dad in the pilot of Seinfeld, I think. And then they had Wayne Knight record a Newman line that Larry David originally did. Yes. Yeah. And do you know who the first choice for Kramer was? Mm-mm. Who? Lucille Ball brings us back. That makes sense. My first name is Cosmo. Gary. I walk in, I slap the dollar on the counter, (laughs) and I say, I'm out. And then I think it'd be funny if Viv came in with my vibrator, (laughs) but I don't know how to turn it off. And it just shakes. (laughs) We did it in 67 with Ginger Rogers. It got a great laugh. 
I gotta say for our audience, Rob mimes the cigarette while <laughs> yeah. going into Lucy. Full it's incredible. Character. Yeah, it, it cut like when it starts, the hand comes up. Uh-huh. Oh, he is holding it. You can see the space where the Virginia Slim is supposed to be. There's lighting. I don't know how he did that. Oh, tell Gary to pick me up. Is that a smoke machine? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I gotta go. My throat's bleeding. Uh, so, friends, please watch Life with Lucy. Let's give this woman her due. And if you remember Life with Lucy, or you have any Lucy trivia that you want to share with us, uh, other shows that she might have been cast in, I remember her on the Mad About You pilot before they brought in Helen Hunt. Uh, Facebook us, tweet us, Instagram us. Huh? And we will all see you all very soon. Thanks again, Mark Schroeder. Thank you. Thanks for listening to This Was a Thing, and a big thanks to the folks that keep this show running. Our editor, Daniel Cut-Cut Schwartzberg, our composer, Billy Better Than DC Reese, our social media director, Gabe Hashtag Crawford, our graphic designer, Natalie's Nothing Too Graphic DeSavia, and finally, our games coordinator, Mark the Shark Schroeder. If you liked what we did today, make sure to head on over to iTunes to rate and review us. The more stars you leave us, the more love we feel. Hey, speaking of love, show us some social media love. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at This Was a Thing Pod and Facebook we are This Was a Thing Podcast. Reach out, we'd love to hear from you. And if you really liked what we did today, head on over to Patreon.com and become one of our sponsors, and you'll get access to special episodes, interviews, and merch. That's Patreon. Search This Was a Thing and support us so we can keep doing this show. 